Welcome to Carol Matthews Intuitive Medium Podcast. Now, here's Carol. Hi there, this is Carol Matthews. Welcome to my podcast. I'd like to share some stories with you on this one. Uh, I'm often asked about my guardian angels and do they work for me? Do they help me? Uh, Do they ever keep me from danger? So I'd like to share a couple of stories here and uh, kind of cool. So, you know, having the gift of being both intuitive and a medium can be very interesting to say the least. So I'm often asked if I can tap into my sources and get help for my own life issues. Well, I have found that as with any vocation, when our emotions are involved, it isn't easy to get a good read on personal outcomes. But I'm thankful when out of nowhere, spirit guides or guardian angels were at my side to help. And in the following instances, saved my life. So one normal Monday morning, I was getting on with my day and decided to do my laundry. Hmm. Even at the best of times, this isn't one of my favorite chores. And the aggravation of living on the sixth floor in an apartment building that housed the laundry room on the first floor only added to the joy of the job. I will never forget standing in the hallway waiting for the elevator to come, holding a huge laundry hamper in my arms. As I stepped towards the door, a hand came from behind me, grabbed my shoulder very roughly and pulled me back against the wall. Well, I recovered myself and I heard the repairman's booming voice from the elevator saying, don't step forward, lady. The elevator is stuck between floors. Well, I still get shivers when I think about that. There are no words to express how I felt. I turned to thank the person who had grabbed me and saved my life. Well, you know, the hallway was empty as it had been when I pushed the elevator button. My guardian angels had helped me. <sighs> yes, and even doing this now, I can, I, I'm right back there. So my guides are with me at all times, but sometimes very strong and very imaginative. So rushing on a Friday evening across the 401 from Toronto to get away with the girls found me speeding very fast. And I'm, I'm not proud of that. But singing along with Streisand on the radio and reflecting on how long it had been since I've been out with my friends, I really didn't notice how fast I was driving. About 10 car lengths ahead of me was a stalled car with its rear end jutting out into my lane. I could see the car clearly. It was painted with a primer and in badly in need of bodywork. And for some reason, I noticed a bridge above it. Well, while trying to slow down without skidding, I focused on the road and a cold shiver went through my body. As now when I'm remembering, here was the car, not even a bridge. While trying to recover from this while driving was a struggle, but now I was driving at a safe speed and as lucky I was because 200 yards ahead of me and under a bridge was a car I had seen taking up a better part of my lane. At the speed I was going before, My angels gave me that visual. I would have had no choice but to crash into the rear of the car. Well, my angels were there again, and I was very grateful. And, you know, I do believe that they have a built-in knack of being in the right place at the right time. Fast forward to when I was living in Victoria, B.C. I believe this was in 1995, and it was a late night, and... It was very, very, very dark. So after returning home from a movie, I was just parking my car behind my apartment on Dallas Road. 
for $50, wrote I'll mention, and I'm telling you that for a reason. A cold chill came over me, and with that came an urgency to get out of my car. And for the next few minutes, I was totally guided. I literally was pushed through the hallway. It was like a movie, just like a movie going fast, fast forward, fast forward. So I was guided through the hallway and into the elevator so quickly that I even wondered today if it was me that pushed the button. The door to my apartment was open much quicker than usual. And the next thing I knew, I was sitting on my couch wondering what happened. And with that thought, I looked at the clock. It was 11.30 p.m. So falling into bed, knowing that something was going on that included me, but was not totally clear how, I decided to trust and go to sleep. So the next morning, as I was leaving for my radio show, last night's incident was lost in my rush to get there on time. I noticed police cars outside my building. My first reaction was to fasten my seatbelt, and having done that, I turned on the radio for music. Coincidentally, I tuned in the morning news, just in time to hear about a woman who was attacked in the 400 block of Dallas Road the previous night, and you guessed it, at 11.30 p.m. Remember I said I lived at 450 Dallas Road. So when I pulled over to the side of the road to calm down from what I had just heard, I took an extra moment to look up at the heavens and say a very, very, very big thank you. So, you know, I truly believe that when we're open to the concept that we are protected and are never alone, experiences I have just written about and talked about will happen to us. There's always a need to be aware as we go on our path, but it gives us a warm, fuzzy feeling when we accept their guidance and show our appreciation for their help. So always, when you have experiences like this, always just say, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I have another one for you. I have a very interesting life. So, you know, the universe has many surprises and experiences in store. So if we go along for the ride. So our direction and purpose may become totally turned around as mine was on that day, that wonderful day driving out to Niagara Falls. I was on my way to meet with my mother and my stepdad. Driving along and thinking of the process of my work and how things happen, when all of a sudden a hand gripped my heart. And that was not too pretty. And that all too familiar angina pain was coming on again. A visitor of mine who seemed to have disappeared for a few years was now back with vengeance. I quickly noticed I was in the inside lane of the busy highway and had to somehow get to the shoulder and fast. I said a quick prayer and you guessed it, the traffic seemed to open up to let me through. I sat by the side of the road thinking, okay, what's the lesson here? I'm not having a heart attack simply because I don't have time. I asked my guides if it was serious enough to warrant a hospital visit in nearby Hamilton, then they had better get someone here to help me. My trusty cell phone was dead and the traffic was so heavy, no one could even attempt to stop. So after sitting for what seemed three days was actually 10 minutes, a man came walking along the shoulder of the busy road from nowhere, took one look at me and said, I'll get an ambulance. I remember doing that old Sanford and Son saying, oh boy, this must be the big one. So the next two hours were a blur. Tests, questions, thermometers, all the fun stuff, with the consensus being that I would remain in intensive care for a few days. At the time, I was very upset with their decision, but looking back now, I wasn't supposed to be anywhere else. I woke up in a very dark, damp hospital room with two other gentlemen in their late 70s. Wow. One whose name... He grunted at me, was John. 
I quickly realized this was not going to be a sociable visit, so I lay back and gave into the concept of relaxing and doing as I was told. My first day there was uneventful, normal tests, probing and poking, but throughout this, I was noticing the strange behavior of my roommate, John. Through the ever-closed curtains, I could see his reflection very clearly and couldn't help but notice that he was always propped up in a sitting position, even throughout the evening. Although he didn't speak English, every once in a while he would put his arms out and say hello to no one there, and in English. I awoke on the second day with the doctors totally confused with my tests. There was no sign of angina. All was well. We were baffled. One of the nurses recognized me from a show I had done and came over to ask how I do my work and how does it come to me, etc. So even while she was asking, she was apologizing for bothering me, but I set her at ease by admitting I had to focus on other things and pills and bedpans. I explained that I was a medium. I talked to people who passed on and relayed their messages to their loved ones. So we touched on the fact that her mother was at her side as a guide. I felt her there. She left, again apologizing, and I started to get ready for lunch. At that moment, I heard John move, sit up straighter, and start to reach out reaching out with his arms to the other side of the room and saying hello in many different languages and different levels, some even yelling. It all happened at once. They brought his lunch tray in, and as it was put down on his, on his bed, his head came crashing back to the pillow, causing the food to go flying and the doctor to come rushing in. One doctor was carefully slapping John's face and saying, are you all right? Do you know what happened? I did, but they sure didn't. The diagnosis for the event was a seizure. An hour later, John was taken for an already planned scan on his chest. While he was away, a couple of his friends came to see me and my curious nurse came over to see if I was all right after all the commotion. I saw this visit as an opportunity to explain the other part of what I do. I asked her what John's ailment was and of course she couldn't tell me, but I just had a feeling that John was contacting the other side. While his friends had come to see, which I wasn't aware, they had come to see him, the doctors had asked, because it was time for John to put his affairs in order. And the next day, John went to be with his guardian angels. So I just sat there and said, okay, what was this all about? But I know now, and I knew just shortly thereafter, that that all happened so that I could witness somebody getting ready to leave and go to the other side. And he was talking to his many people that were waiting for him there. So it was an event that took a few days of my life, but it certainly made me more aware and able to help people. Thanks for listening. To contact Carol, email her at coasttocoastmedium at gmail.com or find her online at carolmatthewsintuitive.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe for future episodes.